0: You know, when I put in the effort to go the extra mile and create a better post, I get, you know, disproportionately higher returns.
1: Hey, podcast listener, you're about to discover insider tips, tricks, and secrets to making more sales and converting more prospects into customers with email marketing. For more information about the Email Marketing Podcast or Guy. Go to dropdeadcopy.com slash podcast. It's John McIntyre here, the autoresponder guy, and I'm here with Mike Fishbein. Now, Mike uh, Mike is a guest. Well, I don't know exactly what I'm calling him, so I'll let him introduce himself in a second. But basically, he's a guest blogger, and he's been on sites like entrepreneur.com, the Huffington Post, the Content Marketing Institute. And uh, so basically, he's been published himself on some of the biggest uh, content on new sites on the internet, which is great because then you can obviously get those as seen on, put the uh, as seen on section on your website with uh, the logos of these sites. And a lot of people I think struggle with getting on these sites or they want to go off and pay an agency $5,000 to figure it out for them. Instead, you can just follow my strategies and you can do it all yourself and it won't cost you anything, just a little bit of time. So it's also self-published a book on Amazon called The Guest Blogging Masterclass, uh, which goes through exactly how he does it. And uh, that's why we're having a chat today. So I thought it'd be a great guest to chat about uh, guest blogging or guest posting uh, as a way to get traffic and, uh, and build up your uh, sales. So you're going to have some fun. Mike, how are you doing?
0: Thanks a lot for having
1: me, John. I'm doing well. Good, uh, good to have you on the show, man. So, before we get into the, uh, the, the guest blogging nitty-gritty strategies, can you give the uh, listener a bit more of a background on who you are and what you do?
0: Uh, sure. Yeah, I'm a blogger, content marketer and a serial self-published author on Amazon. Um, I started blogging about three or four years ago now um, and it's been a uh, long and fun journey in the blogging and content marketing world.
1: Nice, nice, okay. Very cool, very cool. So let's get into it then. Let's get, uh, tell you about this guest blogging thing. I imagine that most people understand what it is. It's where you go and write a blog post or put on someone else's site. Talk to you about some of the misconceptions. What, what, what do people get wrong about guest blogging?
0: Um, I think a lot of people avoid it. I think they sort of have this uh, kind of syndrome where they sort of think that their site is like a, you know, sort of a special snowflake. Okay. And I was certainly guilty of this when I first got started. I'm thinking, man, I have this new site up. I can't wait to build it up. I have such great content. I can't wait to get it out there. Um, but you know what I was doing? No matter how hard I worked on the actual content or how hard I worked on the on the promotion of the content, I just wasn't getting that much traffic. I was uh, looking at my Google Analytics count, and it did not. Uh, it was not saying good things that were very inspiring to me. So, you know, guest blogging really helped me just get right in front of my target audience. And so I guess I guess the issue there is like people are very concerned with sort of owning their content and focusing on their own blog exclusively, which certainly is valuable. And I still do certainly post on my own site. Um, But great, I think guest blogging is a great way to you know sort of expedite that process. Um, Yeah, you mentioned before like you need to hire a big PR firm or something like that to. To get published, Um, and I, have actually, you know, again, I've done that. I've done that as well. Paid a lot of money, and it hasn't helped all that much. And conversely, when I just do it myself, with things as simple as a well-articulated cold email, I've been able to get on get on a lot of these sites. So um, it doesn't hurt your main domain, and it's relatively easy to do if you just do it right.
1: Okay, Okay. so uh, one interesting thing there is I was actually reading a book recently by uh, Taylor Pearson called The End of Jobs, and he mentions this in his, he gives some examples of his planning for the, for the book launch um, in the back of the book, uh, just to sort of describe his sort of goal setting process and his task management process, and so he, made, he makes a really interesting point, which a lot of people don't think about, which is that a lot of people go out there and they'll publish 300 blog posts over you know, a, year, a couple of years, but then they've got barely any traffic and they don't make any money, and their solution is to keep publishing more blog posts, that's what they usually do. Uh, the challenge though, is that you'd be better off creating five or six amazing blog posts, just really, really, just the best blog posts in the entire industry on your topic, putting those on your site, and then spending the rest of your time working on the distribution, which basically means instead of going, if you're not gonna spend money in advertising, you wanna do all this with um, PR, uh, instead of write, you know, write five or six amazing blog posts for your own site, and then spend the rest of your time, don't write any more blog posts for yourself, Go and write. uh, Just go and write guest posts for as many different sites as possible. That would be a more effective strategy than publishing an average mediocre guest post every week or something like that.
0: Yeah, I, I like that strategy a lot. Especially, I think as content marketing blogging is getting a little bit more competitive. I mean, nowadays you can build a website literally within a few clicks of a mouse. So lots and lots of people are, you know, creating content. I I guess the quote from Gary Vaynerchuk is, you know, everybody is a media company now. Um, So, you know, I'm seeing similar things. Um, You you know, when I put in the effort to go the extra mile and create a a better post, I get, you know, disproportionately higher returns. So I I agree with, you know, putting a lot lot into individual posts.
1: Hmm. Hmm. Okay, so let's get into the... um the, the, the How it actually happens. How do you go and get on entrepreneur.com? You mentioned a well-crafted cold email. So let's start there. How do you find the person to email and what does the email say?
0: Yeah, so a lot of sites will have um, some kind of contact page or contribute page. And, um, you know, again, like a lot of sites are actually, you know, looking for your content. They're in the business of content. Like, like Entrepreneur is a media company. So, you know, they thrive on traffic and the way they get traffic is through really good content. So if you have it, um, they want it. And so a lot of sites will have um, a contribute or a write for us or a guest post for us or just simply a contact page. And that's often in the header or in the footer. Um, or you can try uh, just Googling for like entrepreneur write for us or entrepreneur guest post. You know. And usually you'll either find the name of an editor or a specific email address you should reach out to if you want to contribute or some kind of contact form. Again, it's going to be different for every site. Um, But once you find that, uh, what I like to do is actually have a post already written. Um, It's something that I do that's a little bit different that's that's just gotten me better results than simply saying, here's a few ideas or here's a bit about me or anything like that. I just like to say, send a specific post. And it seems like it makes it easier for them to give the go-no-go and they can see that I'm contributing quality stuff and all that. And then the email that I send is literally like five sentences long. It's um, hey, you know, you know, address it personally. You know, would you be interested in a um, post
1: what on do the mean topic? You would you address it personally. You would just do it like a da- like hi David, something like that.
0: Yeah, I use the person's name. Sometimes I'll use the site name in the subject line somewhere like contributing to entrepreneur or how guest post know, for.
1: Like if you're like entrepreneur.com's a big uh, you know, big company. So how do you find how do you know who you're emailing so you can put their name on it?
0: Um, let's see, with, um, well, some sites will directly say, like, reach out to, you know, Emily or or whatever it is. Um, otherwise, uh, a lot of sites will have, like, a team page, and you can look at the name, and they'll either be, like, a contributor's editor or just, like, an editor. You can see their names. I've also used LinkedIn to browse through company. I'll, I'll bring up the company page on LinkedIn and see if I can find an editor's name if I can.
1: Yeah, okay, okay. So then, so then we go to the email, we say, hi, David. Um, oh hi Emma. What happens after that?
0: Uh, it's usually just you know. Would you be interested in a post on your site or on Entrepreneur on the topic of X? Uh, I'll do like one cent- sentence introducing myself. I'm Mike. I do X Y Z, or maybe you know I've been published on you know so and so sites previously, but that's not even necessary. And then I say I just wrote a post titled this. It covers X Y Z. Um, and then I'll just say, would you be interested in publishing a post on this topic? Or you know, maybe something like, do you have any feedback? But usually, yeah, just you know, would you be interested in publishing this? Mm. And I fire away. Um, you know, some sites, that's all it takes. Like Literally, I've, I've been published on sites with just that. Uh, but a lot of times it takes uh, a lot of follow-up, especially with a site like Entrepreneur. And on- Entrepreneur in particular is probably the hardest one for me. It took me months of following up.
1: Interesting. Interesting. Because I had a friend actually who writes for entrepreneur.com right now and I haven't actually asked him how he does it. He has a thing where I think he recently did, uh, he got on the Salesforce blog and um, the Get Response blog and he did like, I think he was just chatting to Salesforce on Twitter or something, just emailing them back and forth and may have just said, here's a post, do you want to put it on your site? And they went for it and then the same thing happened with Get Response. So a lot of the time it sounds like just the hardest part is just reaching out. I know a lot of people would probably look at entrepreneur.com. And they wouldn't even bother reaching out to them because they're like, "Oh, I could never write for those people."
0: Yeah, you can do it again. like if you have if it's a mutually beneficial arrangement, like I'm not my posts aren't like blatantly promotional for my site or anything like that. Like again, the site wants traffic and really good content. So if I can provide with them with that, um, and they, you know they have staff writers that they would otherwise be paying a full-time salary to do this stuff. So if you do if you really are providing value and making it mutually beneficial, you can definitely do it. And you know, there's definitely some truth, like I said, to entrepreneur being harder to get to, but a lot of sites that are smaller or more focused uh, can be a lot easier and still deliver really great results.
1: Mm. Yeah, I think a big part is I was actually chatting to someone else today. We're doing good a deal with the site. Gets a ton of traffic in the in the online business space right now. We'll be doing a blog post every week for them. And the blog posts that we've we'll been doing, they've been good, they've been great blog posts, but they're they're not personal so much like they're the sort of thing you'd expect on a blog like 10 things of this or 15 templates for this so um that sort of thing and it's been working well but when i spoke to the guys who are on the site today we're chatting about brainstorming just ideas for uh better posts and they made some interesting points because we've got tens of thousands of customers that need help with say email marketing and uh i come in there and i'm like well instead of saying here's you know here's 10 fill in the blank subject lines which is one of the posts we did um instead we go in there and we say something like um Here's the story about how I built a, built a business that allows me to live live anywhere I want and travel all over the world with email marketing. And so adding in, instead of just going straight for just sort of that nitty gritty like tactical blog post that you see on almost every site on the internet, you start like opening up with, I don't know if this would work as well with Entrepreneur on some of these sites, maybe it would, um, but getting more personal about the stories and the struggles and, and all that sort of stuff because that really connects with people a lot more than sometimes just generic blog post material.
0: Yeah, I love that. I mean, people love stories, and that's really what people engage with. Like, when you can get an emotional reaction with people uh, and use, you know, that subject line was great, and, I, and, and just telling a story and using that to, like, actually illustrate the advice that you're going to give. Like, I think that's something that's super valuable. And I think that's something that, you know, the smart editors who, who know what their readers want, like, that's definitely something that, you know, is probably going to resonate.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what sort of stuff do you write about?
0: Um, so I do a lot about marketing, and um, yeah, this is something else. I, you know, dry tactical posts, and those are definitely valuable. I certainly got some response, but I've been working more on um, talking more about like my blogging journey, my blogging journey, and some of the some of the campaigns I've actually done, and sort of giving more of a behind the scenes look at um, stuff I'm actually doing.
1: Okay, give me an example of like what's um, yeah what 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 was the last blog post that you wrote guest post that you wrote?
0: Uh, I think one of the more recent ones was on uh, on Content Marketing Institute. I wrote um, about uh, you know how to get how to get published on top sites. It was really just about the process of kind of like you know reaching out and following up and all that stuff. And I told this one story about um, about uh, networking and how I used some networking to. Um, get in. And there was this, part of it was this story about how I I actually met uh, Ariana Huffington Huffington from the Huffington Post. And I just talked about how I was so nervous and I didn't feel worthy and and all this stuff. And, uh, you know, I think that's the kind of stuff that um, people can relate to. And um, yeah, I guess that kind of inspires people, but it also just illustrates some good advice about sort of getting out there and networking.
1: Yeah, that's the, the fascinating thing about this stuff is like I teach people to write emails, you know, create emails that connect with uh, their target market. And a lot of it comes back to, I mean, not just telling stories about like once upon a time kind of stories, but opening up and being real as a person, uh, revealing more of who you are as, as, yeah, as a real human being instead of just talking in a conceptual nature about a topic. You know, I did a thing recently on my side, I wrote a blog post about a trip to Necker Island to meet Richard Branson. And it was the most, it ended up being the most popular blog post I've ever written. And well, I think about why, I mean, there were some takeaways and then there was a few, like, you know, actionable takeaways, but that wasn't really the focus. The focus was just here's the story and here's a few things I learned uh, and here's how I struggled and all that sort of stuff. And it really resonated. People were really, really responsive. And so it's fascinating how you can take, instead of trying to, like, everyone's like, oh, I give them so much value and overwhelm them with, you know, just help them out and solve where their problems. And yes, that's true. But instead of going, you know, say, here's five tips to do X, Y, Z, what's going to work a lot better is going to be like, here's how I achieved ABC and then XYZ just happens to be the tips. So then you have a story about how you're almost down and out, how you almost ran out of money, or you almost went bankrupt, I don't know, you broke your leg, whatever, the, whatever happens. Um, the story becomes the, the sort of the foundation for the value that you're giving. The story the ent- adds entertainment value but when it, you still give them value in there in the form of tips or strategies or advice or something like that but when it's built on a story, it just connects and goes through so much more.
0: Yeah, I definitely, definitely love that strategy and that sounds like a great post.
1: So what's next? So you go entrepreneur.com, you email them and you send it off. And then what happens? Do you need to follow up with them, you know, three times, five times, ten times, or something like that? Or does it just out? What are the next steps? Or do you just wake up, you know, a week later and they say, Here's your article, it's already published?
0: Yeah, it often takes some following up. I mean, Entrepreneur for me was like the most extreme case where that really took me like two to two to three months of following up like almost once a week. Yeah. Um, some sites it can be easier like literally just one email, especially if you already have a relationship with them. Um, but usually I find it the average is about like you know one to three follow up emails, usually they follow up about like once every five to seven days with mm. um, just a quick, a, quick, uh, a quick note. And it's just because a lot of these editors are very, very busy. They may be in getting a lot, of, a lot of pitches for press coverage and guest posts and you know, feedback and a million-dollar thing. So it does often just take um, you know, a few follow-up emails.
1: Okay. And then what do you say in the follow-up emails?
0: Um, I usually just ask, have you had a chance to check out the post? Um, is there anything I can do to improve it? Something like that, like just two sentences.
1: So not high pressure or anything. It's just sort of like, hey, maybe I had a chance to have a look at it. Is it any good? That sort of thing.
0: Yeah, like I try to do like a lower pressure ask. Like, hey, do you want to publish this? Is like a bit, That's like a lot of work on their end. But like, hey, have you had a chance to review it? That's like a much smaller action, much smaller next step.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. And so that's really it. It's a very simple strategy. Just going out there, email. How many people would you have to get in contact for? Like, do you get a hundred percent hit rate, or yeah?
0: Oh no, yeah, I definitely don't get a hundred percent hit rate. I would guess that I'm like fifty, or maybe even a little bit less, like maybe forty percent.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. And but you know that's fine. This is sort of uh, you know what it takes. No, no, uh, you know no hard feelings or anything like that. Um. And it still, you know, it still pays off even with all the. You know the, the the reaching out that doesn't lead to a publication.
1: Right. Have you got? Have you been able to get featured on sites like uh, the New York Times or the Wall Street Journal?
0: Um, those have been tough. Um, I, I I don't think I've tried those sites specifically, but there's definitely been a couple like really big sites that I'm like still still chipping away at.
1: Okay. Okay. Because it's interesting. It's a fun little game to play to see like what it takes. I like the fact that you followed, uh, followed up um, twelve. So if like, it took you three months with someone with entrepreneur.com, that's 12 follow-ups. Most people would follow up twice. Uh, a lot of people have asked me about this with the podcast that I do. How do I get some of the guests that I get? And the answer every time is, I just follow up. Like, oh, I will follow up with someone once a week until they say no. And most people never say no. They eventually just do it. Um, or they just stop replying. And after uh, 10 or 15 or 20 non-replies, I'll usually start to <laughs> go a little bit easier on them. But it really is in the follow-up. That's really where the magic happens.
0: Yeah, with so, with so many things. I was just joking with a friend recently about, like, probably, like honestly, like how much money I've made from sending follow up emails. Like, it's annoying, but the truth of the matter is it works and it's really important.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, cool, man. This is pretty cool. Good little strategy. If uh, people want to learn more about this and, uh, and get more information, get the strategy, maybe get one of the books that you've written, where should they do that? How should they do that?
0: Uh, yeah, I've got the book on Amazon. It's just called Guest Blogging Masterclass. Um, you can also get a free chapter at uh, guestbloggingmasterclass.com and that'll send you to my blog which is uh, mfishbind.com. awesome,
1: perfect Michael, thanks for coming on the show man
0: thanks a lot for having me John
1: hey everybody, thanks for listening if you want to discover more insider tips, tricks and secrets about driving sales with email marketing sign up for daily email tips from the autoresponder guy Go to dropdeadcopy.com slash podcast, sign up, confirm your email address, and I'll send you daily emails on how to improve your email marketing and make more sales via email. You'll find out why open rates don't matter and the seven-letter word that underlies all effective marketing and much more.